Hi everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985 Santa Claus the movie. One minute at a time. And this week we are going to be talking about minute number 43 of Santa Claus the movie. But before we do, we have a little bit of listener feedback this week. More and more learning to write now, asking for what they want. Reading and writing, writing and reading. Yeah, if you want to call it that. It's more of an agreement, which I like. I like it when people agree with us. Though I like it when they disagree, too. It gives us a conversation. However, Adam from Mary Britsmith tweeted us after last week's episode, and he agrees on the double stin. He says, but why would they have a double? What is Huddleston doing at this time? Was he being a diva and refusing to come out of his trailer? I want answers. And you know what, Adam? I want answers too. Why? We may never know. My theory is probably maybe he was off doing stuff with the sleigh and the kids. Yeah. You know, all those special effects shots. And yeah, they were like, well, just... we got everybody else on set. Let's just do this with the double stin. Yeah. It could have just been a scheduling conflict, you know, like, maybe when they wanted to do the part with all of them, like, maybe Dudley Moore had something he had to be doing, so they had to do it separate like that. Or, you know, who knows? It could have just been, a, it could have been something simple like a scheduling conflict, but we'll never know because none of them will ever answer our questions. <laughs> Though I do love the idea of... Uh... David Huddleston, like, being a diva. Or maybe he was, like, yeah. really honorary that day. Very un-Santa-like. We'll never maybe. know. We'll never know. Never. So should we dive into minute number 43 now? Yeah, let's just get right into this action-packed, high-intensity minute. There is a lot going on in this minute. This is a jam-packed <laughs> minute. So we are at the point where the competition to be Santa's assistant is underway. So we open up in Honka is pointing to Boog and Vout, who are carrying a multicolored circular wooden piece. Kind of looks like a ship's steering wheel. Mm -hmm. Patch is making hand gestures, indicating no, he is looking for a smaller circular piece. And then Boog and Vout walk off. I've also figured out how I can differentiate Boog and Honka in my head. Honka does not have a beard. Uh -huh. But Boog has like that five o'clock shadow type stubbly looking beard. So... Um, while we are at this very moment in the movie, I want to state an observation that I had while watching this. Do you remember back weeks ago, probably months at this point, when Santa Claus was making such a big deal about how the elves took off their hat for the Great One, the ancient elf, because he had never <laughs> seen them without oh, their yeah. hats. And right now, all four of them do not have their elf hats on. <laughs> what happened? Over the centuries, they got a little more casual. Why did they not? I guess so, because they're not wearing hats. And now I need to go back and watch the rest of the movie. When have they not been wearing hats when they should have been wearing their hats? But speaking of hat-wearing elves, there are some elves off to the side, like, bringing wood from out back, I guess. Yes. And putting yeah. it down around the machine, because they are constructing whatever Patch is building, the Patchomatic. Tuper the Patchomatic. <laughs> the 
can't say it. The Pachomatic Super Toy Constructor. Uh-huh. Those elves off to the side, I, I guess, are on Team Patch. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a segment of elves working on Team Patch in the west side, and then there's also a team of elves working with Puffy on the north side. Now, did we bring up last week where they are building this, where they're constructing the Patchomatic? Because it no. looks like to me it is in front of the area where we have seen elves earlier harvesting to stardust because we see the steam billowing in the background. Yes, this, um, if we're looking at it, I believe Patch's uh, toy section is actually happening... Ben has actually drawn a layout of the elf workshop, like a floor yeah. plan. One of these days you'll have to scan it and put it on our website. Yeah, I need to do a little um, finagling things around, make it a little clearer to understand. But I believe that this patch, this patch super toy thing is actually getting built kind of on the side of that. Um, I believe that Puffy and his crew are on the other side of it. So they're completely separate areas. Yeah, that's a good point because we never see like Patch and Puffy like kind of looking over to see what the other is doing throughout this right. montage. Mm -hmm. It appears that Patch and his gang is kind of closer to where the elves come down. You know how in the morning they have those fire poles they come down to start working? I mm -hmm. believe they are close to that area. So then Honka shows Patch a wooden duck piece and Patch points to where to install it, which turns out to be directly next to another wooden duck figure. No, I don't I don't know if he's telling him that's where you install it. I think he's telling him he wants that size duck. Like there's two separate ducks, and I think he's choosing between which duck he wants. But I believe Patch is still pointing to where to install the duck. Because mm -hmm. the duck figure has like a peg carved onto the bottom, and yeah. you can see Honka putting it into a hole, like to insert it, the duck in place. Right. You have to really frame by frame it, but that is what he's doing. Yeah. But I, th I think he had the choice between the two ducks, and he wants the bigger duck. He wants the bigger duck at least there. We'll have to keep our yeah. eyes open to see if there are multiple sized ducks. Yeah. And I don't believe these ducks serve any purpose. In the machine. I think they're purely decorative. Well, we will have to wait until later when we see the machine in action. Okay, we'll, we'll debate the ducks more later on. That's, yeah, something, to, yeah. that's something to stay tuned for. <laughs> more duck talk. So this is, the, I find this funny where Patch, he, he tells him where to put the duck, but he just told Boog and Vout that he wants a smaller gear piece, right? Yes. And they come right like back a... in with a bigger one. <laughs> Patch was indicating with his hands, like making a smaller circular motion, like, I need a smaller piece, a smaller piece. And then these two doofuses come back <laughs> with a bigger piece. Patch looks a bit confused and makes the smaller hand gesture again. Fout and Boog make it, oh, looks on their faces. <laughs> and then it cuts to Puffy's side of the workshop. Before we get into Puffy's side of the workshop, when in the movie timeline... Do you think this is taking place? I would assume it has to be early to mid-1983. Um, hold on. Let's see. Yes. It, it, this is happening. This is happening in early 1983. 
because right after they have had this uh, assistant discussion that we just talked about on Christmas Day of 1982, it says in the book, for the next few weeks, they were not racing against Christmas Eve deadline. They were pitted against each other. So this sounds like it's a couple weeks worth of work. There's a reason I hit upon that is because, yeah, they'd have to have however long this competition is lasting. Then they'd have to implement the new method of production to make enough toys for that Christmas. Right. Right. Yeah, this it sounds like from the book that this is right after uh, Christmas Day of 1982. So it very well could be like January of 1983. So while we're talking about the book, it isn't addressed at all in the movie. But in the book, does Santa or Dooley lay out any criteria for what this competition entails or how long it's going to last? Um, okay, so no. Um, this was only, uh, this was several weeks worth of work, this competition. So, and the part that Patch is putting together his super toy machine is actually cutting into the time of making toys. So he has a lot of stress on his plate because if the machine doesn't work, he just lost a lot of toy manufacturing time. So it doesn't have a, 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 like a set date that it ended in the book. It just says for several weeks. So I would imagine that that must be only like a month or two, right? Because you would think they would say several months if it was a month, you know? So it just said several weeks. I don't know what several d definition is, but. I think it could have added a little more excitement if like at midnight, whoever has the biggest pile of toys or whatever is going to be yeah. the winner. And like at the last minute, you know, they're working right down to the wire. But yeah. we'll, we'll talk about more of that when we get there. Right. So before we move on to Puffy, I just want to say one more thing in my notes. I just have, I would love to have a good look at Patch's blueprints. Mm. Yes, I would too. And it, it's funny because the way they are, he's using this, this is actually the roof of the toy thingy on its side. Like they haven't stood this up yet. Like they're working on it sideways. So it's kind of, because it, it's all red here you know, at the beginning of this minute. And then at the end of the minute, it's all blue. <laughs> and you can see how it really came together. You know, it grew a lot from this beginning of this minute to the end of the minute. So in contrast to Patch's team, which looks very small in comparison, we yes. see a much larger crew of elves on Team Puffy. We see Puffy and also Goobler and Gooba admiring a wooden carved figure of a bear. Goobler seems enthusiastic, while Gooba gives a more meh face. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that. Yeah. It's also interesting that Gooba, the tailor elf, is on Team Puffy. Well, I mean, maybe he doesn't have anything to do right now, you know? But I do that love that little face he makes at the carving of the bear. It's like, yeah. Eh, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It could, it could be better. could be worse, but he's okay with it. <laughs> Because what kid in 1983 didn't want a carving of a bear for Christmas <laughs> from Santa? They turn around and move on to inspect another table where another elf appears to be working on a boat, question mark. I wasn't sure what it was. It was like a Noah's Ark type thing. It almost looks like a canoe. I'm not sure. 
because uh, it could Puffy, be anything. Yeah, Puffy reaches over and like holds up a little tiny carving of a goat or something, some sort of four-legged animal. It, I mean, it could be that they're not even. That could be not even the toy. That could just be a tool that they're using. Oh, good point. But do you have a theory on what kind of animal Puffy has just picked up? Kind of looks like a duck. Oh, you think it's a bird? I was thinking more like a goat. Or, or, uh, I don't know what that is. It could be a horse. It could be a duck. It could be a goat. I mean, it could be anything, really. It's very hard to tell. We'll put it on the website. We'll let you yeah. decide. Yeah. You, the sure. listener, can decide what kind of animal it is. <laughs> I also wanted to note that in this particular scene, Goobler is the one holding a clipboard. Mm-hmm. And the clipboards, like at the top of the clipboards, all I can think of are like those little teether toys, like on the edge <laughs> of a crib. You know, those yeah. little ball pieces that move around like a baby can move around. Uh-huh. That's what it looks like is on the end of the clipboard, because we see other characters with clipboards as we go on. Yeah, Gooba and Goobler have them. Both they of both them have, have them? Yeah, they both have one. Oh, I didn't notice Gooba with one in this minute. Yeah, they both have one. So they're both obviously keeping track of different Oh, yeah, I things. didn't notice that Gooba had one in this particular minute as well. Yeah, they have like little counting beads at the top. All right, back to Patch and the Boys. Vout runs out carrying... A long red wooden board, Patch points where it needs to go, and then Boog comes out carrying a small wooden arrow-shaped piece. Patch looks at it and turns it to point it upwards. The action <laughs> is accompanied by some cartoony sound effects. Like a... <laughs> I love that part. It's so funny. Then uh, Patch, Boog, and Honka, who was also watching, all look up. So he carries out this wooden piece that's shaped like an arrow, and it's, like, pointing horizontally. Patch looks at it, and you hear, like, the crank, whoop, and he points it upwards. And then, like, all his buddies and him all look up. I know. <laughs> I love it, so it's like, it didn't do anything. Like, it's just so way you're holding it. Then Patch signals behind him as the place that that piece goes and nobody says anything during all of this no you just hear a couple like dudley more like rawr, rawr. i can't i can't even do it but they're like little rawr, rawr, <laughs> noises i don't know where he's telling him to put that arrow because it actually goes on the front of the super toy which is laying on its uh, laying on the ground but that's okay Back to Team Puffy, and we see the, the meticulous work his elves are putting into their traditional toys. It looks like they're working on birdhouses here. Yep. Looks like there's some birdhouses, and it also looks like there's a doll form of some sort that they're working on. And there's more hammering, painting, and sawing. Puffy walks by a table of elves working on the wooden toys and looks very pleased. He nods his head and signals Goobler to take a note. It sounds like he's saying something. Sounds like Puffy is saying something. But it just sounds like mumbling on the soundtrack. Can you decipher anything Puffy is saying? No, I don't think so. <laughs> it just sounds like... <laughs> Boog is seeing hammering and wiping down the final, possibly final piece of the Patchomatic as Vout looks on. And we see another glimpse of the duck pieces. Yes. And you can see... 
you can see that the duck pieces are not where they were placed at the beginning of this minute. They're different. We have a lot of ducks. Yeah, they're not even facing the same direction that, and they look totally different. Maybe there's a different duck somewhere. Well, because see, if you're looking at the patch toys, super toy maker thing, the two, the patchomatic super toy constructor. <laughs> yes, that. Um, the part that Patch was working on is the roof. It was laying so that the part that's the front of it right now in minute 43 at the end of it, that front was on the ground. And the top and the back side that you can't see is what Patch was using as a table. And so there is nothing in where Patch was working could have been put on, which is where the arrow should have gone. And you can see the ducks would have been put down in front of it so i don't know i don't know <laughs> i'm trying not to read too much into it it was all supposed to be for comedy for the movie it wasn't supposed to be actual you know building of this thing but anyway patch says <laughs> and honka boog and vout take their positions and now we get a really good look at the finished patch matic super toy constructor yes it looks like a giant house. It does. Mm -hmm. There's like a little duck perched on the roof. Yep. There's a sign in red letters that says Patches Toys. Yep. It's brightly painted machine. It's like lots of reds, blues, greens, and yellows. You can see all three different wheels that uh, Vout and Boog were bringing out on the front of this contraption you see the big one which controls like the starting of the machine you can see the medium one up towards the peak of one of the houses and you can see the small one in the middle of the big one so you could see where they are all pieces that he needed and we see the red arrow piece from earlier is mm -hmm. attached to a cuckoo clock looking clock face right yep and we see a row of wooden ducks which I think those are all decorative, but they do make the quacking sound when it starts up. But we won't get into that yet. Oh, the suspense is building. Patch seems to be hesitating. We're taking a breath before he finally gives the final go signal. And then the move in the minute ends. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little touch by Dudley. <laughs> yes. He's holding a clipboard similar to Goobler's. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's so excited. This is our reaction too, because our minute cuts off. I know. <laughs> and for the record, there is no Santa in this minute. No. Nope. He is. He's. He's not there. So people give us a negative review on iTunes. They said <laughs> this is called Santa by the minute, but there was no Santa in the minute that they talked about. False advertising. <laughs> All right, so I have some things from the book to talk about, about this minute. Okay. Okay, so I already stated that this was a couple weeks worth of work and that they were going against each other, not the Christmas Eve timeline. And uh, we saw in the minute that Puffy was continuing the classic tradition of Santa's creations, while Patch... With a handful of loyal friends, worked to set up a new, streamlined, fully automated production line. Guided by Patch's hastily drawn plans, it was ready to function in record time. 
And there was a joke in the book that didn't make it in the movie because there's no talking in this movie. But it is a pun. (laughs) Honka says, what makes it go? And Bouts goes, it's got an elf starter. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I can't believe they let that elf pun go to waste. Yeah, they cut that elf pun right out. So anyway, I had to make sure that that was in our podcast, that pun. And then here at the end, it says, Patch stood proudly gazing at his new brainchild. It looked like a miniature factory with assembly lines that were going to make the rest of the place obsolete. Yes, Patch wanted to make the rest of the elf compound obsolete with these little miniature assembly lines. And that harkens back to the Patch that we heard about, the Patch characterization that we heard about in some of the early versions of the script, how Patch mm-hmm. was like, I can run this place better than Santa, where yeah. he is more had more nefarious uh, intentions. Yeah, it does, yeah. But I'm sure he doesn't mean it. But here he just wants to be like, on the cutting edge. Yeah, he wants to help. You know, he thinks that he's... Well, I don't want to get too into it. I have more of Patch's thoughts for the next minute. So, cliffhanger. <laughs> Before we wrap up this minute, I have to ask, how closely does the depiction of the Patch-O-Matic Super Toy Constructor in the comic book edition match up to the version that's in the movie? Not at all. Oh, really? They don't look anything alike. And the elf pun is actually in the comic book as well. The elf starter pun? Yes. Um, but it is not It is not set up the same in the comic at all. It barely, it doesn't resemble it at all. There's absolutely nothing that looks the same. <laughs> well, now you have another picture to put on the website. Yes. <laughs> the one in the comic book looks a lot more accurate as to what an actual assembly line would look like. It's not quite as whimsical. Right, yeah. I mean, Patches, it makes zero uh, sense as far as an assembly line goes. Like, you we'll wouldn't... Get, we'll get into that more next next time. Yeah. Because you have assembly line experience. I do, I do. I did that in a previous life. I know what manufacturing is about, and Patches is just... So that'll be something to stay tuned next week. Also, Santa returns next week, so... If you're sad that Santa didn't show up this week, stay tuned next week, guys. (laughs) And if you have anything to add to this minute, have anything Santa Claus the movie related, we'd love to hear from you guys. You can email us, santabytheminute at gmail.com. And you can find us on all of the social medias, at Santa Minute. Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday, and you can listen to every one of our episodes. For free!